0: Love, talk radio are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil morning show with your host Nadia Khalil good morning everybody and welcome to today's show today is October 1st 2019 and what a day for this to happen we say waiting until everything is perfect mode while The one perfect thing about blog Talk Radio is that we can talk to each other. However, it took me almost 10 minutes to get on today. And I must have called 20 times and tried two different phones. And it just wouldn't go through. And I don't know how this last time it did because I was going to just punch in the host PIN number, and it. I heard them say welcome to, and I had already gone in, so it was just crazy. But today's show, to get on with it, is one of those things that nobody can talk about because no one thinks anyone else is doing it. It's like this silent epidemic of waiting for everything to be perfect before we go on. One of the things that we do when we plan is we say, as soon as I get this done, this done, and this done, then I can try this. Well, things don't just get done. There's Our lives are like a soap opera, they go on every single day. There's a different version of the same life as we are living. But what happens is we wait until somebody else is ready. We wait until our kids grow up. We wait until we start a new job. We wait until we just keep putting off the best parts of life, waiting to finish the stuff that we're doing right now. That was how I used to live. And then as I talk to people and I hear them, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're doing that. They're doing that thing. But better than that was that now I can tell them That love where you're at today. Feel where you're at today and be where you're at today. There's times where it'll catch up to me and I'll have to stop and take a deep breath and say, Hey, you know what? This is where I've wanted to be all of my life, and I'm here. I'm here. This is my job right now. This is how I wanted to cut my hair. This is how I wanted to dress. This is the kind of people that I wanted to work with. It's here. Oh, my gosh, setting goals really does work. So why am I rushing past it? What inside of me is rushing past it? Why am I not here even though I think I am? And that would stop me for a minute. And I'd have to take that deep breath so it'll stop me even a little longer because it takes you a minute to to do a really good deep breath. We wait for everything to be perfect before we can go on. Not because we're perfectionists, it's because of time. We don't feel that we can do what we want and do what we have to do at the same time. The biggest marker of that is that every time you do do something good for yourself, you have a million reasons why you have to. I have to go get a massage. My back is killing me. Instead of, I would love to get a massage. Who wouldn't? I had to buy that dress. There's, you know, a big occasion. But sometimes you don't find dresses on big occasions, but you find them when you don't need them. So you buy them then. And say, well, when something comes up, I'll be ready. There's a lot of things that can reel us in our moment if we were to think of every day in our life as our last day. If you could incorporate that. Into thinking, if today were my last day, now don't be all dramatic and desperate about it. Just if today were my last day, what would be one thing I'd make sure I did? Really think about that. What is that reward? Because perfection is so overrated, but we bought into it when we're looking to date or have a partner, we want that person to be perfect and we want everyone else to tell us, hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with this girl or this guy. And then you look around like you're doing something right. But the person only needs to be perfect for you. I remember once Seeing a mismatched couple. They're walking down the street, and I thought, now how in God's name did these two find each other, and what did they find between them? And I remember asking Christ at the time, you know, what's up with that? That is just unusual. It was an unusual pairing, tatted, and a really, you know, nice, like, professional woman, and I'm like, wow, you know, huge, huge gap in personality, and, you know, when a person will talk about someone they love like that, they're perfect to them because they love them, and the other way around. And who's to say she's not closer to that personality when she's not working? Who's to say anything? Who am I to judge that? So now I have to pull out this card. Perfection is love. Love is what takes everything that no one else would think is perfect and makes it perfect. And the fake perfect of whatever that means, that sliding definition of what we should be is nothing but ego having us chase our tail. If you have a job right now, or a partner right now. Or live in a house you chose right now. For today, there's nothing better out there for you. This is today. These are your choices. And you could say, hey, you know what? I love my partner. I still belong in this job or I probably wouldn't be here. And if I don't, I'll start to look for something else. But for the most part, I actually really love my job. Yes, my house isn't big enough. But these are the reasons why I bought it. And have I walked in this house today and I looked at it, the reasons are still there. They didn't change. And I don't believe I outgrew the reasons yet. These are the friends I chose. I love seeing my friends when I have time. It overwhelms me to think of making time. But you know what? I don't have to see them all at one time. But let me start with a lunch date with one of my friends. Let me do that. Yeah, I don't actually eat the best food every day. I know it. But today, I'm going to make a conscious effort of not nibbling all day. Let me see what that feels like instead of, I need to lose weight and if I don't, I'm really gonna just stay depressed. Let me start working on that. Because to make movements in our lives, they start with the conversations we have in our heads, and the kinds of conversations that we have in our heads. That's why with the master class that we're doing, seven-day challenge of talking to yourself will turn you into a person to yourself. Like, wow, I'm a person who sounds like that, who likes these things. You can't say to yourself, I'm going to change the world in two weeks, or I'm going to do something that takes somebody a couple years to do if they're going to do it well and right. And say you're going to do it in a week. It's not about a race. It's about taking your life one day at a time because truly that's how we get life. We only get it one day at a time. We never get two days at a time. Did you notice? What is amazing to me, though, is how much love is behind it. The love that we have for ourselves is the nuts and bolts of all of the work that I'm doing. Teaching you, showing you, living with you, teaching myself all about Self-accounting. People struggle with self-accounting. They struggle with it because they don't know how to deal with who they have become in life. And yet, who you've become in life is who you are. And you have to at least start with owning that moment like, okay, this is who I am. I'm a person who likes this, does that, goes here. That's who I am. And I obviously like it enough to be here this way, or I wouldn't be here. It's a fact that when there's more pain than pleasure, we will change. What we find out once we self-account is that we're constantly struggling with wanting to be someone we're not. You're going to continue to struggle. It is virtually exhausting. And I've been saying this in the last few shows. It is exhausting to be a victim of yourself with you yourself, are so unhappy with yourself that you put yourself down. I have met many people who would tell me what they did. Tell me outright. Hey, you know what? I'm a boss of I don't know how many people, and um, it was years ago. I want to say it had to be over 10 years ago. I taught at a a small adult school a class about self-love, which was kind of weird, but I had like 16 students. And one of the ladies, they were all people who would come after work, but there was a lady who ran a department, and she, for the first time in that class to everybody, admitted that she would not hire anyone that she thought could take her job. And she did not have a college degree, so she did not hire people who came in and were qualified for the position. She worked her way up, but she did not see the value in it. So when she self-accounted that, when she said, hey, I can't believe I've been doing this for years, And she just got quiet. Then she just not started bawling her eyes out, but welled up with tears. And I said to her, imagine if you never knew that. Imagine if you just did it and became crabby and hard to deal with. And she said, I'm already crabby and hard to deal with. Instead of taking the fact that you worked up the rank to this position and you don't feel weird, like you're not perfect because you don't have a college degree. In the time that you worked up to that position, people didn't need it. Now, because everyone has a college degree almost, it's different in our world. It almost in the newer generations doesn't equate a high school diploma because you don't want to take away all of that work from another person. But you do want to acknowledge what you've done in your life right. So when we turned it around and, you know, everybody got in on it and people had such great feedback. I love listening to how everybody thinks, because no two people are going to say the same exact thing. And as horrified as she was, the comfort that came back to her, the understanding that came back to her, started because she actually verbalized the truth. verbalized it and hearing herself say it out loud in front of other people and having those people give her suggestions on how to deal with that feeling of not being perfect and trying to act like you are because you had to hide that you didn't feel as smart as the other people which what was really going on taught me such a huge lesson about the queen bees of management. But I want to say the relief, not only that she felt, that we all felt, because what happened was when she shared that, in quotes, imperfection, when she shared that, Everyone else felt free to share theirs. I don't remember anybody else's except for hers because it was the first one and it was the hardest one. But she opened the door through honesty to herself, not to us. It sounds like, you know, to us it was a confession. But to her, it was her honesty her warmth coming out, her truth coming out, and us getting to witness it, what a privilege. And then saying, geez, you know what? You don't have to do that anymore. Because when she felt us empower her, she herself realized the value of empowering another person. That value was incredible. She taught us all that value just because she was honest. I remember at the end of the class like, I can't remember if it was six or eight weeks, but it went on and I remember I gave everyone a um exit um interview paper to fill out questionnaire and I just wanted feedback for my next class. I did it for a very short time at the time. But I remember someone saying in there that who would have known this was the place to be. But that's how beautiful Self-acceptance is no matter who you are, just find a way to blurt out what you think you have to hide from yourself. Even if it's just that I hate, I hate eating good food. I hate doing exercise. really don't like my job anymore. Because once you say those things, it stops coming out in your behavior and you start acknowledging who you are. And that shift is so powerful only because you acknowledged It doesn't matter about anyone else. That energy of you acknowledging anything gives you the power to stare at it, gives you the power to do something about it. It takes it from holding you hostage to you being free, if you want to look at it that way. So all these thoughts of everything we feel we have to hide, the freedom is in knowing, is in saying, is in doing. That whole act of saying it out loud, hearing it, and releasing it. That seven-day challenge in the master class, I'm starting today because It's the one tool I use over and over and over and over again because we're at different stages all the time. And there's things on the business end that are starting to hit me that I have to acknowledge, hey, wait a minute. I don't know about that. I know I should, but I don't know about it. Holy cow. And I hate doing it. I've learned to hand that over to someone who loves doing that. Believe it or not, someone does love doing it. But the fact that I do that has released me of putting things off. If there's anything I put off in life, it is the business end, the paperwork stuff. Because I'm so in the moment. That takes me so long to do that it would take a whole day away, and I'm way too hyper to sit that long. And those are the things I put off. But now that I say that, now that I know that, I handed it over to someone else. And this is the first time in my entire life that I could, that I had someone who did enjoy doing that. And that load of pressure, it took off of me allowed me to do the work you're seeing now. That's how big. Acknowledging where you are at. You don't have to be perfect. Get yourself back to today. Like, whoop! this is who I am. It doesn't, it's not who I want to be yet. This is who I am today. That acknowledgement, Starts the ball rolling in your mind, in your heart, because now you have a starting point. So find your starting point today and see what happens. I love you guys. I only have like 17 seconds. We had a 24-minute show today, but at least we had a show. I love you guys. Hey, Maureen, you're in the chat today. Yay. I'll see you guys. Bye-bye.